morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are, whenever you're listening. This is the Whatever Podcast, and I am so damn happy to have uh, one of my incredibly good friends that I have not talked to, I've not heard his his beautiful, robust voice in so long, Anthony Bosch. Welcome to the show, man. Welcome back. Hey, thank you. You know, it's a good day to go to a Chinese buffet today, but mm. you know, with COVID, we just can't do that, but hey. Sooner or later, when this is all done, let's go to a Chinese buffet. I tell you what, my my New Year's resolution um, was just to be an all round healthier person, mentally, physically, the whole thing. And you know, a Chinese buffet might be shit for me physically, but damn, it's gonna get my mental health up and going, man. I'm talking, throw the pills aside, give me that MSG, and I am, I am ready to roll. So I. If, hell with it let's go to a chinese buffet when this is done i'll drive the hours and come pick you up and we'll just snack on whatever good chinese food you've got up in the freezing weather up there hey you know the american way is resolutions are made to be broken you want to start out january 1st strong but if you start off too strong it's going to be broken so if you do that hey It'll be all worth it at the end. You're right. I mean, I don't really think people wanted to start off 2021. Uh, you know, I, I kind of imagine like, oh, people went into this year with a bingo sheet of what's going to happen in 2021. Um, Connor breaking his Chinese food rule is probably one of them. But storming the Capitol building probably wasn't one of them. Uh, so <laughs> go ahead and mark the free the free space and, and take your losses. Um we are here today to talk to you about what it was like to work retail uh, throughout the holidays and, and kind of just like what it was like to work retail during this whole COVID time. Um, because as we all know, Preston is a stay-at-home dad uh, for, for the most part. He does work, uh, but he doesn't work retail. And let me tell you, uh, Anthony and I, we both have a lot of experience in retail. We've been working there for a very long time now, it feels like, in our young lives. Um, but it, it's enough to get a really good idea of of how you should, you know, treat the workers and a, as customers and as employers. Um, so, you know, I just I, I didn't have any questions planned or anything. I just want to open it up for conversation because, man, we have been through the ringer since, like, March of 2020, we have just as retail workers, we have consistently been put through the ringer. Um, and Anthony, you work for, uh, you know, an essential, an essential place, I guess, technically I do too, but you're much more essential than I am. So I, let's just start off, give, give me a general idea of, of what your typical week looked like whenever COVID first hit. And we won't spend too much time on this because I do want to get to the holidays, but yeah, go ahead and give me a general idea of like, you know, what you were going through when, when COVID first hit. Yeah, it was kind of nuts. So, you know, it started rolling in and we have a Starbucks. Well, that might give away where I work, Uh, but there's like a Starbucks in my place of work and that closed down. And we had like a, my work had a big meeting at that place. And they're like, yes, this COVID's here because we had our first case in North Dakota around uh, that March time. It was actually in my hometown. And they're like, yeah, this is coming. It's spreading rapidly. I hope uh they're like telling us how they're preparing for like a big wave to come where things are gonna shut down and whatnot and my boss actually came up to me and was like do you want to work overnights and i was like overnights (laughs) 
So, because I was just, like, thinking about this virus. Like, I personally have a heart condition. So, like, I didn't know anything about this virus. Like, if I got it, would it, like, hurt me? Um, we knew nothing about it at the time. So, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do overnights. So, I went to overnights and I had to deal with these three seasonal people. And around March, you know, that's, like, the time where it's kind of dying down. Like, you just get over Christmas time where it's, like, a 1,000 orders ball but then you go into february march and you barely like break 200 a day when COVID hit we were getting like 2000 orders a day of just you know essential stuff like canned goods and bedding and electronic devices and whatnot just preparing for this lockdown so yeah when COVID first hit it was just a, a what's a thing like a storm in normandy if you will yeah um yeah so you know it's kind of the opposite of Best Buy. As time went on, our hours were increasing. Like I was getting approved overtime, which is very rare in my retail store. I was getting like 50 to 60 hours a week when usually I was getting like 25 to 30 this time around. And yeah, it was just crazy when COVID first struck. I, I think like, so you you can look at this from two perspectives as someone who doesn't work in retail and as someone who uh, probably has lost their job, and I'm talking to you listeners who probably lost their job or temporarily during this whole quarantine, I'm sure you thought, oh yeah, it would be great to work and and make that kind of money. Well, sure, but you know, talking from experience of working for that long, and I, I know we both have had previous experience working that long in a week when we worked at Disney, because man, they were having they had us working like 60, 70 hours a week sometimes. That's unreal. Like that is unreal hours. They don't. <laughs> and I remember when I was like in the in the peak season of of like spring break and things like that, we were coming home and we had no energy to do anything. Mm-hmm. I had no energy to cook. I had literally no energy to watch anything. I would come home from work. I would sleep. I would wake up. I would start the process again. Absolutely. And it takes a toll on you uh, because you don't you don't you have such a little time for yourself and, and to do things uh, that, that you want to do that helps, you know, take stress yeah, off for and sure. things like that. Yeah, for sure. Like I was working uh, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. shifts. So I would like, you know, get off at like 6 a.m., get home around 6.10. Then I would go to bed around like 6.30 or 7 to 3 p.m. And by the time you wake up, it's like everybody's just getting off of their work day and they're exhausted. So I just felt kind of secluded from society doing these overnights because I would uh, go to bed when everybody's waking up and when I'm getting up and ready to like have a good day, everybody's like, ah, I'm kind of tired. I'm off work. I don't really want to do anything, which during COVID we weren't supposed to do anything. So it was basically a pattern of uh, work late, wake up late, do some homework, repeat. And that was just mentally draining overall. It was, I, I, in you know, they say like the key to sustaining good mental health is establishing and maintaining good social relationships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why quarantine was so hard on people is because it was so hard to maintain those relationships. You couldn't, you couldn't see people. You couldn't interact with people that you could normally interact with in a regular way at all. And in fact, it's still not like that. It's slowly getting better and, and people, you know, they're becoming not as, as worried um, vaccines are rolling out and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it, it definitely got better, but it's still, it's still not great. Um, I, you know, so, so for me, from, for that time that you were working, I was 50, 60 hours and stuff. I was furloughed. Um, 
It took me probably a month and a half to actually get my unemployment in. So by that time, I was so far behind on bills and everything that I had to pay for that, like, it was gone in an instant. Like, it, it didn't even really benefit me. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm getting, like, extra money, like, all this stuff to, to spend on whatever. Well, sure, it, like, if you don't have bills to pay for or anything. But, you know, for me, I spent a month and a half of of living off of whatever my parents could afford to help me with. And, and that was rough because, you know, they had a kid going into, into college too. And so they definitely did not, um, they don't need to be taking care of both of us, you know? And, and by the time that money rolled around, it was just like, finally, I, I can actually catch up and get to a comfortable spot. And then Best Buy made a decision to bring us back in like late July. Um, maybe mid to late July. Uh, and, completely screwed me it really like I was back working I was it was nice to be out of the house but I was working incredibly limited hours I was working maybe eight Mm -hmm. to 16 hours and that was such low pay compared to what I was making and at that time like I was caught up yeah but like I wasn't working enough to to keep to keep being caught up like I would still fall behind because of the lack of hours and on top of that um for, for those of you who don't know, Anthony, he works, he works, um, what would you describe your position as like stock or like fulfilling orders kind of like on the yeah, back like end f- of the store? Mm-hmm. So I work in fulfillment, which is dealing with the online section of the store, like all online orders. Like if you, uh, order an order to pick up in the store, I'm the one that picks it for you and gets it all bagged and ready for you. Or if you order stuff to get shipped to your house, I'm the one that's packing it and making it secure enough where it'll get to you, uh, in good condition. So if you order anywhere uh, from the online with my store, that's probably what I'm dealing with. Yeah, Anthony's touched all your your packages. <laughs> wink, wink. You've got your hands all over them. The packages. Handling the packages, real nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I have her work on the front end of the store, um, and I sell appliances. And so you know, most appliances that we get here are uh, they they come in from uh, China. Uh, Korea places like that where parts need to be imported Um, and so I came back to work as an appliance salesperson in in a point in time where everyone needed appliances because there had been a gap of what is it five months uh, there was a gap mm-hmm. of like five months where everyone's appliances died on them and no one could get appliances because everywhere was closed um, we were open for curbside pickup, but we weren't doing appliances. We weren't mm-hmm. putting appliances in people's homes. We weren't doing anything like that. So I come back, and I come back to an entire line of people. Because at the time that I come back is when is when my store decided we are going to let people in only a few at a time. That way, it's, it's a one-to-one ratio. So one person for every one employee there was in the store to keep it manageable. And to ensure that like employees aren't aren't like crowded, well, it was the worst system to handle that possible, um, because they were having people wait inside on a virtual queue that they didn't understand how to use. And, and when you walk into a store, um, especially like mine and and uh, you know like yours too, and you need to ask for help, the general rule is to just go up and ask someone. Well, 
number one, people didn't understand that they had to wait. And so I was like forcefully, I had, I was told you need to decline these people and tell them to either sign up for the queue and wait for the queue. But how, how do you tell people, Hey, buzz off, go up front, deal with it up there. I'll get to you when I get to you without, without a little bit of, you know, bad blood coming back. Um, and it was just a pain. And I, because of, of COVID and, and shutting down all these, um, these ports, I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything to sell. So people were coming in, waiting all that time just for me to tell them I cannot order it. Um, and on top of that, you know, for my story, you are, this is something that like I, I saw, but didn't have to experience, but something you'll be able to really touch on is how many orders actually came through like the right, like COVID didn't hurt us. COVID brought us more revenue. It brought us more orders. It brought us more in general. Um, Did they help you at all? Did they schedule more people with you? Or were they like, hey, we cannot, we cannot, because of COVID, we can't afford to schedule more people in. So have fun killing yourself. Right. Yeah. So where I live, it's technically a college town. We got uh, college in Fargo, and then we have a uh, North Dakota, and then more across the bridge is Moorhead. So, you know, there's a lot of people just coming in and out of my job. There's not really a lot of people that have stayed with the company. I've been with the company since my junior year of high school. So that's like six years of working for this that's place. A long time. Yeah. So they needed somebody to work overnights that has experience, and because we didn't have a lead in my department at the time. So they had to get somebody that had the experience that would be able to lead a team over the night. So I, it was me and four other seasonal employees because they hired seasonal for COVID. So yeah, like we were basically a cash cow during this because, you know, we were just, we didn't have any toilet paper. Every time we got like pallets of toilet paper, those would go out. You know, this switches were popular when this first started and they were Any gone quick they were they yeah. were gone an instant and they weren't coming back in stock and people were reselling they were scalping them like they do with the new consoles mm-hmm. yeah so you know you got all these like necessities and um high marked items going out the store like we were crushing sales by like 200 percent a day and probably even more than that i just put out a number out there yeah. so yeah we were just able to hire so many people because they wanted to get all the freight worked out before the store were open. So there wasn't like people crowding on the floor. They sent most of our team for overnights. So um, there's only just a select few for the day side. So everything was worked out and people could just come in really quick and grab all their groceries and not have to ask to go to the back because everything would be worked out already. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, on top on everything, it was just orders, you know, skyrocketed. Um, you go to, of course, like I just mentioned before, you go to the toilet paper section, we would have to pick like when COVID first started, we would be picking like 20 things of toilet paper per order, like per cart that we would have to pick. Then you would get like 50 things of hand, um, they yeah, like hand sanitizer and Clorox. Um, this like whole COVID thing hit me one night when I was like, this is when it first started, we got the first case in, you know, San Diego. Uh, California and everybody was starting to panic. I packed a total of 150 hand sanitizers within uh, the three hour margin. Wow. 
and and that just cleared out our store and so that just kind of showed the our store and just like um corporate itself like this is coming we got to prepare for it yeah i and you know that's something honestly that i they everyone in my store played it off to be like we're not gonna get hit with this we're not gonna get hit with it like it's gonna be fine it's not gonna come to to little old bloomington indiana it's not gonna come um and i like we got our first case and they quarantined them in indianapolis they took them all the way up to indianapolis and quarantined them and then we had our first case in our hospital and then i looked at my supervisor and he said we're not gonna shut down we're not gonna do it the company said we're not gonna do it three days later i get a phone call hey uh, don't come back to work. We're going to pay you for a couple of weeks as much as we can, but you know, we're not going to open. And I called him and I was like, I got to you son of a bitch. I was right. And he's like, Go fuck uh, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, we actually talked about it today. Um, me and my supervisor were, were pretty good buddies, which is against the rules. So don't tell anyone. Uh, but yeah, don't worry. I have a person <laughs> that also works at Best Buy in my hometown that is actually an assistant manager and, uh, they, uh, do some, uh, hanging out outside of work, but that's, <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need to comment on that. They, he, so we were talking about this today and I was like, man, do you remember when, whenever, like right before this happened i i looked at you and i was like i think we're gonna shut down i think that this is way more serious than we actually are playing it off to be and and he was like and i was wrong dude and it's wild and then and then we also we spoke about how he uh at a time his his girlfriend was in chicago uh doing an internship for like a few months and and he decided to go up there and visit her and I was like, dude, you need to be careful because mm-hmm. uh, Chicago just got their first case or like their first couple of cases. And he's like, God, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. He goes up there. He gets sick when he comes back. He gets sick a couple days after he comes back and he'd already been at work around us. And sure enough, a week later, I felt the sickest I had ever felt. And I called no my mom, and I and and she was like, "Yo, it's bronchitis. You've got really bad asthma. You get it every year. It, it's just Oof. bronchitis. No need to freak out." And I was like, "Okay, all right. Yeah, you're right. It's probably just bronchitis. Probably nothing to freak out about." Well, let me tell you, I've done a lot of stupid shit since COVID's happened. I went to Vegas when it reopened. Uh, mm-hmm. I I went to Disney World twice. Uh, I mean, for short short periods of time when they reopened. Uh, I went to the beach and of course I'm smart about what I'm doing. Like I wear the mask. I, 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 you know, sanitize, wash my hands. I perform all the regular stuff as much as I can. Not a single time. And I've been regularly tested. Not a single time have I ever tested positive. Um, which I know you can get false negatives, but I've never even, I've never even felt sick, um, since then. And so it makes me wonder, like, did, did I have it? Did I have those antibodies? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And now that people are in the store and people are buying stuff and the holidays were jam-packed full, I don't know. I've been around all those people in the store, regularly tested still, haven't gotten it. So. Yeah, that's, that's exactly why I went on overnights because, like, you know, you hear that this virus was able to kill. Like, it made China, like 
coming out of China, it just sounded so deadly. And so you're just like, I do not want to be around this. Yeah. Oh, hold on here. One sec. For some reason, my Siri keeps thinking I'm talking to them. For some reason, I Siri, do not know why. Siri, shut the Calm hell down. up. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I remember I would always wake up in the middle of the night with like a little sore throat, and I'm like, oh, no. I was the same Here way. it is. Yeah. And so, but then I would just, you know, take a swig of my water, and I'm like, oh, dehydrated. You're, you're, you're oh. paranoid. You're paranoid mm-hmm. because this is something we have never dealt with before. And for the first five months of this whole thing, I didn't do anything until late, 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 late summer. I did not get out. I did not do anything until late in the summer where things like cases were going down, places were, were reopening. And I thought, you know, I can't like, I, I hate to be like one of these people because I know a lot of people will probably disagree with me. Um, yeah. I, I kind of thought I, I'm, this staying inside being in this whole quarantine thing working a a shitty job during this whole thing has taken its toll on me i needed to get out i truly needed to get out and and i did i mean and it's been fine um you know you just exercise caution but for the first five months i was terrified i didn't want to go back to work um, I was in, in even going to work, like even going to work and, and going to all these places and going back to school, I was still so like paranoid and, and still so mm-hmm. cautious. Um, my store, uh, they had a couple of miscommunications where a lot of like supervisors and things like that didn't necessarily understand the whole, um policy on on covid like obviously you need to let your workers know if there was a positive case but they weren't because they thought it was like a medical privacy thing and i'm like i'm out here and i'm i'm thinking to myself like this is re- are you are you are you shitting me you're not going to tell us that there was a positive case in the store so you can keep us working you can keep us working in single coverage, getting bombarded by customers every single day. People were were afraid to show up for work, so they were calling out if they felt the least bit sick, which good for them, taking precautions or whatever. People would call out because they were paranoid about the fact that we could have positive cases amongst us, but we wouldn't know because no one was saying anything. Um, and and this is is a good time to segue to the holidays. For me, at least, and, and and then I have a couple questions about you know what it was like for you, um, but at the front half of the store, you you've done this for for how long since your junior year? How many years is that? Uh, six and a half. About six and a half years. Mm-hmm. Six and a half years you've been doing this. You know exactly how crazy the crowds can be when holiday times roll around especially black friday and christmas eve and how many people we actually bring in and every company hires the seasonals and they just slam the the whole store full of people working Mm -hmm. we started black friday with one person in every department thankfully thankfully black friday was not that bad it truly wasn't, and I'm very, very, very thankful for that. But all of these other busy days that have just been completely overwhelming, they were short on labor, despite the fact that this is the best year this company has had. They were short on labor hours, so they can only schedule one person per department. I was getting overwhelmed with customers. Customers were getting very unhappy that they were having to wait. Um, and and 
you know, everyone was still so paranoid about coming into the store. So the, the back inventory, they were getting completely overrun with, with orders and things like that. Um, that people were just losing their minds, man. Like holidays was such a rough time and, and customers, customers can be so rude because they don't understand. No, they, they don't understand what it's like to work retail, what, what the back end is like and, and how they're trying their hardest to get stuff in line. So we can, so we can do our jobs too. Um, which is what I wanted to ask you, despite the fact that you do fulfillment, have you ever ran into times where you have had just like customer interactions, especially this year where you were just like, damn, like, excuse my French, but fuck off. Like, my God, go home. Stop bugging us. <laughs> right. Like with fulfillment, like, sure. I'm for my part of the job was I was the packer. So I was definitely handling the packages. If you know what I mean? No, definitely but, handling those yeah. fat packages. Yeah. But like I was with, I'm with you on this one where my company has done like the best it has it's so long because of you know march and up to up to now you just fulfillments like went up so much and just in person uh, sales i've gone up yet we weren't getting the labor to for at least the sales for fulfillment had a lot of labor but unfortunately like not everything's in the back so sometimes there will be stuff that you need for the order that's on the sales floor but not the back so you're like pushing this big cart and <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was ridiculous. Like you said, if it were like for black Friday, you can order all that stuff online and come pick it up yourself. So thanks. So of course we were closed on Thanksgiving. Um, but on black Friday, it was quiet. Like I worked an overnight on black Friday. So I guess I didn't really see it, but to all my coworkers, I was like, how was it? They're like, there was barely anybody in the store, mm-hmm. but yeah, like just holiday season, everybody wants the switches. Everybody wants the Oculuses um people are wanting all this uh stuff last minute and then they're just like don't you think that you guys would order like a lot more like the the hot item this year was the mario kart switch bundle yes because you know because you know how it like comes with mario kart there but you're still paying the price as you would for a switch that doesn't have it yeah so everybody so like for fulfillment as soon as those suckers came in we pulled them right off the truck there was no way in heck anybody was going to get their hands on that on the sales floor um so yeah it's just these people last minute shoppers are always just the worst during the holiday season because they're like oh this is last minute but oh you know switches have been a shortage since uh march um april it's like come on like you just like you got to think theoretically when you shop but it's just not the case i think it legit should be a law in congress that you either have to work food service or retail once in your life just to see how you get treated in these certain places so you understand and what what's wild is that these people think that we have something to do with it and we don't like we are completely relying off of these companies to send us this product and if they don't then i'm sorry but we don't have it um, like for us, you know, at least for me specifically, uh, I, and I work the store generally. So I, you got the obvious stuff like the switches, uh, the PS five and the Xbox series X was an absolute oh nightmare. It was awful. A total, total, total nightmare. Um, and upright freezers. Don't ask me why upright freezers can't order a damn one of them. Um, and I couldn't for a long time. 
Um, what was there anything like you know aside from the hot items like the Switch, uh, you know, the Oculus, which already are made in they they kind of like especially those two companies Nintendo and Oculus they are are one of those companies where it's like hey when this is in stock you buy it or you wait longer uh, and if you don't get your hands on it don't expect to have one too soon because those companies will make a little bit sell all of it wait make a little bit sell all of it wait so that the demand is consistently there mm-hmm. was there anything that you were surprised to see a shortage of when when that when that holiday holiday covid time came along because covid still into the holidays covid still for us at least played a huge part in our availability to get stuff right um what what is it it's like i I literally got these from my buddy yesterday the toilet wand refills you know you like yeah so you don't like the the one you clean your toilets with so legit we couldn't get those in because you know clorox blah blah i guarantee you it's just like you know people thinking that the virus can get into your like toilet whatnot and like that was never an issue when covid first started but for some damn reason come holiday season those just came off the shelf and like i got questions about them all the time and even my roommate here is like yo i need some toilet wand refills and i was like dude we haven't got those for like 20 days what so are you yeah. serious? Toilet yeah. wand refills. Yeah. And toilet wand refills have been a shortage. And you probably, this is all over the news now. Football cards, football, basketball, any hobby cards, you cannot find them anywhere. Is that and now, they, does that have something to do with like the people who are opening, like buying them in bulk and opening them on like on like Twitch and YouTube and stuff like breaks, that? Yep. Yeah. Box breaks that just open them, but people are finally like kind of seeing like the business side of cards and how much money you could profit off of them because you know you get all this time on the computer um during quarantine and you're just like holy heck holy hell i forget i can swear on this one i'm so yeah yeah yeah, podcast with phil you can you definitely (laughs) can i i have the explicit content warning um so so you can say whatever the hell you want within reason uh right of course of course of course uh um don't say cancel your podcast <laughs> don't Shit. say damn that's a, oh, that's one that, listen <laughs> damn is a word you cannot say god i already said it right and so like you're so you for the longest time like pre-covid like or even like throughout covid like the cards would always just be overstocked and there would be so much of them that for some reason i think it my uh sister's fiance actually told me this all started because of zion williamson a basketball player for uh, the new orleans pelicans uh, you know, he's supposed to be the next Michael Jordan coming in the NBA. Everybody wanted his card. So what are they doing? They're buying out all the basketball cards. Well, basketball cards are out. There's a lot of good football players. We're going to buy out these football players. And There's a lot of good Pokemon cards. Charizards. What do they call it? Um, again, forgive my French uh, listeners. Uh, there was a card... I remember seeing a small clip of it, and people bought out these Pokemon cards because of this card. Uh, they called it the streamer. I qu- I quote the streamer here. I'm not saying this myself. They called it the fat gay Pikachu card, and it was like this mega Pikachu that was the yes. size of the card, and it was like it was like a rainbow color, and it was the funniest. 
he's like and some some guy donated to his stream paid him 50 bucks to bend the pack before he opened it and he's like okay fine and he bent it and he's like i swear if i get the fat gay pikachu in this i'm gonna and he look he opens it and he goes no no and he said i've perma bent the fat gay pikachu <laughs> I didn't know. Surprisingly, uh, like all those magic and Pokemon cards stay in stock, but it's, it's because it's just like the newer ones, they don't have any value to them. Not yet. Like, at least. Yeah, for sure. Like, just I think I gave my cousin all my Yu Gi Oh cards, and I think I have a Blue Eyes White Dragon card in there that's worth five grand. So I'm going to have to go uh, tackle that some bitch <laughs> and get my Blue Eyes White Dragon back. <laughs> Listen here, cousin. Hey, so. Uh... Yeah, they're, they're still mine. Come on now, he's on a wrestling gig anyway, so you don't give a damn about those. Oh yeah, cards. he'll be like, oh yeah, these nerdy things, take him, take him. I had, no, a, but, I had a... go, ahead, go, ahead. go ahead. I was gonna share with you because I was a big football card collector back in the day. I uh, went through all my football cards, and I have a Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne Colts dual jersey card, numbered to like uh, fifty. So there's only fifty in the world. And I am a pride owner of that. Have you have you checked the worth on that? I will do some research after this because I just thought of it. Please let me know. I'm very curious. Um, I, I was going to say that uh, speaking of magic cards, um, me and my cousins went through a bit of a magic phase where we just like we, we were going on a long vacation to Alabama and we were like, we need to do something, you know, while we're going down there together and spending a lot of time with each other so we got into magic and it's fun as hell uh, but i'm also a really nerdy person we are nerdy people uh and i i was opening a pack one day and i was like it'd be cool to get something of worth and the minute i was thinking that i looked down and i saw this like crazy like foil card with this insane beast on the front of it and i get out of my car i walk directly back into the game shop but i set it down and i said how much is this worth he looks it up and he's like oh man that's a good 350 right there and i was like (laughs) (laughs) just a casual that's 350 Uh, yeah so it's like it's up in a box right now and it's it's sitting in the little cart i bought a card sleeve and i was like i'm protecting it (laughs) i'm I'm protecting it hopefully the worth will grow over time but i was just like oh my god how much Um, that's a really good card though so i couldn't part with it i was like this is this is a this is a good part a good card to play in an actual match so how can i how could I potentially part with a card that's going to bring me a lot of wins? Even for that kind of money, it's not worth it. <laughs> no, I'd rather lose. I just want. I just want the money. Damn. Oh. I'm tr- yeah, I was just trying to quickly look up this card, but it's nowhere to be found, which is a good sign. Hey, that is a really good sign. You might be able to take it into. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you have these kind of places, but but like I know some people. I don't know, sometimes at pawn shops, some people will have someone who's like really into to cards and knows, uh, or at least can find out the worth of cards like that. So it might be worth taking it to someone who, who knows their shit about that kind of stuff and getting some worth put on it. But that, that's no kind kidding. of that's that's actually wild. Like, yeah, we do work in two totally different stores, and so I, of course I assumed that you would have things that were going to go out of stock way, way, way. They're just way different than the things that we had going out of stock. Um, like one thing I knew we had going out of stock, which I thought was really weird, were soda stream canisters. Um, and I haven't seen those in the store for so long. But people, oh yeah, 
they all at once they came in and were like, "We need Soda Stream canisters. We need Soda Stream canisters." And I'm like, "When the hell did Soda Stream become popular again?" Um, and I think just over quarantine, people realized I've got a dirty fucking toilet, and I don't. I like <laughs> making my own Coke. You know, <laughs> like I need to, I need to clean my toilet and drink some homemade Coke. So um, it looks like that's the kind of that's the kind of world that yeah, we live in now. You know. Yeah, no kidding. I know at a. Uh... You can say it if you want. I, I don't mind. I don't mind. If you don't mind, I don't mind. Um, at the place, I mean, that probably get away, but I'll just keep being, putting it incognito. But the place I work at, yeah, that we uh, get, replace SodaStream refills for people, and we we didn't get them for a long time, and people would always come in with their empty canisters or like another one, please, and we're like, we don't got any. Yeah, and they would get so. Bad. Yeah, we we used to do the same thing. I'd maybe see like Calm down. one a month it's... or something. Karens are out and ready to have a good time at these retail places during the dang pandemic. They are. They are. Um, so we are hitting roughly about the thirty-five minute mark, and there is, um, I, it is it is late for me, and I'm sure it's getting late for you. Uh, so I wanted to touch on one last topic. And, and speak speak freely about it sure as thing. you wish. Um, one of the biggest issues that I have run into while working retail during COVID slash holidays is the attitude of, we call them plague rats. Um, so people who refuse to wear masks because of their own political decisions, there their own is. political beliefs. The damn people uh, who don't God. wear masks, man. I I have been threatened myself because of of you know just some unhappy campers and um uh, the worst thing that's happened uh, you know customer wise is I was threatened to be sued and and a bunch of crazy shit like that because I couldn't fix an appliance order that they needed to go to someone else to. Um, but he was also a really difficult man to work with in general. He came in without his mask and we asked him to put one on. He's like, Oh, you're pissing me off already. And I was like, so you're one of these guys. And I know how this conversation's going to go. Um, my, my buddy slash supervisor has been threatened many a times for simply asking, uh, can you put the mask on? We will give you a mask. Can you just put the mask on? Otherwise, we refuse service. Um, we have to get a general manager involved, and we we have to refuse service. Um, what has so? I know in fulfillment again, you probably don't get a whole lot of customer reaction. But what have you heard around the store, or have come into experience, like with some some personal experience with the plague rats, the people who don't wear the masks? Unfortunately. Um the place I work is pretty lenient on like it's mandatory to wear them in the store of course but we would never like refuse service if they're we of course are like do you have a mask would you please want a mask and if they're like no so be it but you always get those you know below the nose or put it put it on but then pull it all the way down so it has no use to it and the sad part is there is a coffee shop in the store so you know when people get these coffees they think it's like oh i have immunity to pull my mask down and drink my uh 
my drink. I don't mm-hmm. got to follow these guidelines because I got this coffee. There's, there's a drink I can walk around and, and have as my escape from the mask while I'm shopping. Right. But the worst thing that a person can do to a retail worker that I have all the time is they'll walk up to you to ask a question. They pull it down and ask the question. It's just like, come on. It's like, I will agree. When we first had to wear masks in the work, I put the, those little medical ones on and I'm like, oh my God, I cannot do this. It like sucks. the first time I, the first, yeah, the first time I wore a mask, I was like, I cannot do this. Like I, I worked overnight, so I didn't have to be in contact with guests. And I was always in the back by myself. So I always had it like hanging off the ear. But then, of course, like somebody would come to the back, I would put it all the way back on. But yeah, I just like the, I just don't understand why people get so fed up with them. Like, I understand that they can be hard to breathe in, but there are so many effective masks out there that are so easy to breathe in. Like, I got my little $5 Old Navy masks. I wear a different one every day. Um, those are so easy to breathe in. It's just, there's alternatives to everything. And it's should have never been political to begin no, with, which no. is sad. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. And and what what's crazy is uh, politics come into play with my availability for certain items too, like things I need to get imported. So when Trump was like, "Oh yeah, yep. by the way, we're not going to get all this stuff from you guys. You guys aren't going to send it to us." Then it's like, "Fine, whatever. We won't." That hurt me a lot too. So unfortunately both politics and this pandemic has affected us in such a negative way like it's affected the companies in such a positive way and the fact that they're not losing literally any money Um, Mm -hmm. but i think what we've taken away from this as retail workers is covid number one helped the companies out by giving them an excuse to cut labor hours and still have the same amount of people in the store Realistically, mm-hmm. Best Buy will never be at capacity. Because, uh, a certain box store will never be at capacity <laughs> uh, because of the size of the store uh, and this the silly guidelines they, they place based off of the, the pure square footage of the store. Um, and we get overwhelmed really easily, and, and we still don't have the stock for stuff. Uh, and, and number two, it, it, helped, it helped push people back to the online like we thought a long time ago that there was going to be such a surge in online ordering and there was but it but it didn't quite meet the standards of in-store shopping it didn't it didn't have the edge over in-store shopping and then covid gave gave us the push and said all those inventory people all those order fulfillment people all those stock people they're the ones. They're the ones who truly run the store. They're the ones who who probably indirectly bring in the most revenue for the store. So the the how much retail for us has changed is incredible. It is so 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 much different than I'm sure it was when you when you started like six and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, and and unfortunately, like, I don't think it's going to be anything that's changing soon. No, it's just going to keep like online orders are just going to keep growing. Like when I first started online ordering, like there was like a dang warehouse in Minneapolis you would uh, order from, and now it's all in store. Um, we used to have a back room when I first started, like a back room stock team. 
now everybody owns their own area at this place and we don't have a back room team. So just like the workload keeps going up as hours keep going down too. Exactly. So it's, yeah, it's, it sucks. It sucks. But you and I, hopefully we will, you know, look back at back one day as a good hiatus to be working in retail. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, with uh, all this online school and my education and lingo has gone down because of the good old internet browser helping me out yeah, this online yeah. school. Yeah, not, so. as, not as smart because I'm staring at a screen and not a chalkboard. I'm not paying attention as much. So Hey, I, I, I luckily have like three online classes this upcoming semester. Let's see how long that lasts. So Ooh. hopefully I can get my – I got one more semester as well, just like Ooh. you. So – Here's I here okay. Here's our here's my plan. Whenever the season is done, because we're actually, what are we on like episode twenty six? I think. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. I I want to make sure I get this right. This will be episode twenty six. Episode forty. So the beginning of season three, I want to bring you back on. And hopefully by episode 40 rolls around, so probably in the summer, middle of summer, into summer, whenever that happens, I want us to, if we're not working in retail, I want us to come back and just look back and, and look at this episode and think, wow, like the how much things have changed since that episode and how, hopefully, hopefully, how much happier we are outside of working retail. <laughs> so, the hiatus episode, we'll call it. Yeah, yeah, the the retail hiatus. Looking back, looking back, and thinking about all those shitty times, and and just reminiscing. Um, speaking of reminiscing, I think we also we did this for Phil's podcast, and um, I would love to do it again because there's still so much to talk about and i still enjoy talking about it so much um i would love to go back love to have you guys on and god damn it we need paxton we need old you know we need pax to come on i have not heard from him in so long the stories that man that man is is like there was something to everything there was it was never a time where you tell him a story and he did not have one ready for you yeah, yeah. You could be like, oh, yeah, my grandpa fought in this war. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, I fought in this war. And I did it, <laughs> and I did it wearing a woman's thong. And it's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Fucking pack. Every time. Every time you start off with answering, let me tell you something. <laughs> oh, yeah, hold on. Hold on. Let, me tell you, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Now, back in Texas, uh, you'd always see, always see, like, oh, back in Texas, or Something back in Amarillo. Like yeah, back in Amarillo, Texas. You you ask for a Coke. You ain't know what you're going to get. You're going to get a Dr. Pepper. You're going to get a Sprite. You're going to get a Fanta, one of the orange drinks. And they just call it a Coke. What do you want? Coke? All right, sweetie. And she'll bring you back something else. And you think you might be getting a Coca-Cola. I, I think I, I think I think somewhere amongst my computer, I have retellings like video retellings from the vlogs of man. of some of those Paxton stories um but man i think i would this was a depressing topic i can tell we are both just like super bummed out over this topic and and i would have rather spent this time catching up because god damn it's so good to have you back on the show but 
I, I really want to take an episode with with the guys and um with with just you again too and I think would be really cool. Uh, we we are expanding the whatever podcast to go beyond and push different kinds of media to. So I think it would be a super 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 cool idea to bring you on. We can sit in in this little this little chat this little Zoom chat room here together, and mm-hmm. we can I can screen share. Um, the old vlogs and we can like watch the vlogs together and react to the vlogs and just kind of like talk about like, Oh, well this was going on. This was happening. Or like, this is what we were doing. Um, and then I have a lot of unseen footage. I have so much unseen footage that just never made it into the vlogs. And for the life of me, I don't know why. I don't know if I just got too busy and I just didn't get around at putting footage in. Um, like whenever we were, whenever I made you taste all that gross shit, and you were like, "I can't do it." You're like, "I can't. I, I'm, I'm not. I can't do it. I'm not gonna finish it." What's that pop called? The bland one, the worst one of them all. The Beverly. Beverly. Yeah, that's the one. Because I, I think there's there's a video there's a video of us. Was it my birthday vlog? Um, of us in Epcot probably. where you tried Beverly. Yeah. Yeah, and then Paxton Paxton shows up. Um, no, Paxton was with us, I think. And then <clears throat> Phil shows up when he gets off work, or something like that. And he meets us. He meets us at the yeah, restaurant. Garden, yeah. That was a good time. That that was that was a truly good time. Like we, I, I really took a lot of those moments for granted. And now that we can't go back and and do a lot of that same stuff and hang out, like I know how you feel about Disney, um, but. I, I kind of like the reason I, I still love it so much. Um, it's, it's kind of like my place of where problems in the real world don't exist, but I also tie a lot of my really good memories with you guys back to that place. And so it just keeps bringing me back because it's like a sense of nostalgia. And, and that's mm-hmm. what, that's what it is for most people. Like I genuinely, I, I enjoy going with Cora a lot. I re- I really truly do. We have a lot of really good times and it's like, I've turned her into a Disney freak now. And so like, we're both, we're both just like, this is our, this is our happy place. And this is a place where I, I tie so many good memories that you and I had back to. And it's like, I go, I go there and I think like, wow, like the, sh- the shit that we used to get into here, you know? And I think like, Oh man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, w- I wish, I wish, There's a could, lot. I wish we could go back and like, do like like do it again not the program maybe not the full program you know but but just get all of us down there in the same place and and just have a week of doing whatever hitting orlando taking the boats out eating cc's pizza (laughs) oh dude i would be down like get some dunkin donuts every day um getting a chinese buffet getting uh, cc's Staying at the Howard Johnson Inn. <laughs> Welcome to the Howard Johnson Inn, where your door doesn't lock and a random guy will walk in on you. Or at least that's what it felt like. <laughs> no, say what I can say what I want about Disney. Like the reasoning that I uh, went to Disney World for the program was dog shit. Yeah. But like, I tell myself I'm never going to take my. Well, I depending on you know finance and stuff, I will never want to take my kids to Disney World um however if like you or phil or even some other buddies i came um met down there were like hey let's go and i'll be like 
I'm booking my flight right now. Let me pack my bags. I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Quick, quick little disclaimer on that. Um, I don't know if you remember Wesley, uh, like my taller, like blonde friend that had like the yeah the flow. Yeah. Um, he uh, is becoming a pilot, and he might pick me up here this summer. We might take a day trip to Florida. <laughs> you let me know. Yes. You let me know, and I'll plan a weekend there. I will plan a weekend there, and and or have him fly to Indiana first. We'll fill up at the old airport down the road from me, and we'll get going. <laughs> Hey, I'll let him know. He would be down. He needs his hours. He's from Kentucky, so it's just uh, not too far away from you. He can pick me up first, then we can grab you and head on down. So, Well, let's get a Zoom call rolling after this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> get, get a plan to get the whole thing. Um, Yeah, Core and I have our own reasons of why we love to go. Like, her and I have a lot of really good memories down there, too. And it's a place where her and I can both go and just kind of be like, life outside if you doesn't exist. But I go there and I can't help but think, man, the times that Anthony, Phil, and I had here were just golden. You know, it was golden. I went from having kind of a shit semester oh, yeah. in school to Once... hanging out with you guys and and being the the biggest ragtag group of guys in one place. Like we were trying to find roommates yeah, and stuff like so that. Weird. And, and then I I ended up in the group and because like. A couple of the, the people that I inquired to be roommates with, like, we didn't get matched together. And I was like, I'm looking for roommates. And then you guys are like, should we add this weird guy to, to to the group? Maybe have him be our roommate. And I showed up and arguably uh, was one of the more normal ones out of the entire group. So. <laughs> God. I, st- I still remember um, the person that brought me down to Disney. Send me a link to Phil's uh, profile. I'm like, oh, sporty guy. I I will want to be a roommate with this guy. And then I joined this group, and it's just him and I in there. And then, boom, two two of them had to leave because they were, like, part of the Advantage program. It was, oh, yeah. like, the, the, the – so it was just him and I in there. And for some reason, I came across Paxton, and I was like – you know, this guy looks like a character. I will take the gamble. We need roommates. God damn, were you right? <laughs> uh, it was a gamble. Some bitch. Love the guy. I, I was happy he was a roommate. Dude. Oh, he was so fun. He was um, so then, fun. I think Paxton found you, didn't he? I don't know. I think he might have. Um, yeah. I, I think it was either Paxton or Phil. Uh, I truly, I truly don't know who found me. Um, I. You know what? Fuck. It was like a Facebook group, right? It was like a yeah. Facebook group yeah, chat. Yeah, way down there. I so, wonder but, I wonder if I still have it, though, too. You probably do. Then freaking Hayden was just the random guy. And God, was I, I was so pissed off at you guys for not uh, including me in your room, like you, Phil, and Con, uh, and you. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, it was like a, like, I was expecting, I, what, I was, Phil was the first one in there, and he chose the room, and so I was the second one, and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go with Phil, and you were the last person to get into the apartment. Right, right. Paxton wasn't going to go with the random kid, so, and because it wasn't Hayden, like, he, he was, Hayden was the random one, because we had Jared, we had Jared, and he had, he changed his date, his arrival date, so we couldn't room with him. Um, but, but let me, uh, add to what I was going to say here. 
God, am I happy you guys didn't include me in room. Hayden was oh, A1. He did not snore. He kept his side clean, and he was barely in the apartment. He was always sleeping at other people's apartments. So I was like, you know, I think I made these guys made the right choice for me. They're just looking out for me. That's all. Oh, yeah, and, and then every now, every now and then, Phil would would snore so loud. I'd be like, <laughs> like wake up in a shock. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then freaking and then Phil. I I made I made the excuse of like like oh Phil, I can't sleep on the top bunk because I got glasses and I'll fucking kill myself if I fall down off the bunk and can't see. In the first night, I'm sitting there like looking at my phone with glasses and I look up and he's got glasses on and I was like, well fuck, <laughs> this didn't work out. <laughs> looking like but an asshole. God damn it, Paxton! If you listen to this, man, I love you, but you were just not. You were never an option for the top bunk, man. You were... <laughs> Watch him get pissed off at you, you and were... just freaking... Watch him get so upset and then, like, have this miraculous weight loss and be like, I told you so, bitch. Which I hey, hope you do, Paxton. Hey, I hope he you do. He texts me. He's like, hey, man, listen, I want to come on the show. I got some shit to settle. <laughs> <laughs> Paxton, listen, man. I For real, dude, you're a great guy, but never once were you fucking considered for the top bunk <laughs> like phil and i we had our own conversation we were like fuck who's gonna do it is it gonna be me is it gonna be you and who's gonna sleep on the bottom bunk and paxton gets to the top and feels like nah <laughs> no it's not happening so um, hey, think about think about this real quickly what if you and phil were to take the two person room Imagine the freaking weird duo, or trio of Hayden, Paxton, and I in that room. Oh shit, dude! It, man, I'm. If Phil and I had our own room, though, man, yeah, well, tough shit. <laughs> we, we'd be big balling, but I, I, I thought it was the funniest thing when, like, one day we were all, everyone was home. Everyone was home. I think maybe Paxton wasn't, but like. Everyone who actually talked to each other was home, and it was one of the few days. Hayden, he was such a nice kid. I loved him to death. I wish he would have hung out with us more because I really did like him. Um, but he was like, God damn, like, Anthony in the bathroom is just unreal. Like, it is just, it just smells so bad when he gets done in the <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> And you come out and you're like, oh, and, and he's like, I'm telling you, I'm not going to go in there. I'm not going to go in there for a long time. <laughs> I, you talking about Hayden? Yeah, I was like, God, like, do you remember that when he was complaining about how bad your shit smelled? <laughs> oh, fucking Hayden. You know, we, we, we all know Hayden was a very uh, cleanly guy. Okay. Then you get my fucking slimy ass from rural town, North Dakota, coming <laughs> and fucking shitting out the grits he had for breakfast. Oh my god, dude. It, it, well, well, the thing is, so I good. had Lysol, and I would always spray. But, it's but, then, but then he'd be like, oh, it smelled like Lysol and shit, you know? Like, <laughs> the Lysol didn't mask it up. It was like, it smelled like shit. It's not going to smell like Lysol. It's going to smell like Lysol and shit. <laughs> Uh, poor Hayden, the guy was a trooper. And, and, and the, I think that was the same day where, where you were like, yeah, well, I got to fucking wake up to Lady Gaga in the bathroom every morning. 
<laughs> I think it was Devin Lovato. He had a big upset. Um, so I found, I successfully found our chat. I I have found it, and we won't we won't go on for too much longer because it's late as shit, and I'm tired. Yeah, I agree. I got work tomorrow morning, but hey, we do it for the cast. We do it for the cast, man. We really do. Um, <laughs> so, you added me back, and what do you think? Like December or something, maybe. Something like um, that. I think probably even November here. Oh, this is this is right. I I'm reading some of the messages here, and this is right around when I was starting my impressions. And let me tell you, I wish you could be around me now because my impressions are so much better. I'm considering being a voice actor. Okay, here we go. Paxton added me. Um. And it's funny because I can read the conversation that you guys had about me beforehand. And so Paxton's like, can I invite him to stay with us? Phil, yes. Paxton, okay. Do I add him to chat? Phil, yes, of course. Paxton Osborne added you to the group. How's it going, guys? Phil, pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, oh, shit, this is right after Black Friday. Um, and we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. What days later, a day later, a full fucking twenty four hours, and then some thirty six hours later, after we've already introduced ourselves, already have started talking, November twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen, at nine eleven a.m. Welcome, Connor. I'm Anthony. I'm from this beautiful place called Minot, North Dakota. My <laughs> job down there is lifeguarding. Might bring a TV for my Xbox just because uh, on days off and I just want to chill. I'll lean on that to keep me entertained. Um, I'm driving down with a person, uh, and they'll have the car most of the time, but welcome to the group. I think it's because I muted it because Paxton just wouldn't stop talking, but... Oh, yeah, he talked a fuck ton. A ton. And then people would, like, consistently, like, you, like they would, I don't know, the other two would still try to find other people to stay with us. And finally, um... Yeah, finally, that was, I mean, that was it. That was the start. That was the start. Yeah. But we got to, we'll, we'll comment on that yeah. on another podcast, oh, yeah. huh? Yeah. Give, yeah, give we're, people a little sneak peek. We're coming up on three years, so we got to give people just a small, a small peek. Dude, do you know what's sad thing about this? You and I can have these conversations. I haven't seen your ass in person since the day I said goodbye to you in Florida. I know, and that was, that was sad, dude. We both had tears streaming out of our eyes. So God, I was too busy, you know, wiping away the tears from Phil and just like uh, my buddy Justin, Michael, and Wesley, like I Maddie as well. Oh, she'll, she'll get upset if I don't mention her. Yeah. Um. So it's just like all these emotions, and like finally it was you, and like you could tell I was trying, but there was just no water in my system ready. Dude, you you came out, you came out to you came out to say goodbye to me, and your face was just like fucking just beat red and i didn't sleep that night it was awful like it was it was so sad and i was just like you know I, obviously we still we still talk we have a over a year snap streak right now right yeah. or is it coming up on a year i don't know i mean like, something like that but but like we haven't ever stopped talking you know and, 394 yeah over yeah. a year yeah we haven't we haven't ever stopped and i have a lot of faith 
that we won't stop and that we will see each other in person soon. We just got to go over this little hump, this little hump of COVID, little hump of travel restrictions, this, this little hump of like graduating and working a shit ton and we're home free, man. We'll take a trip to Champagne and oof, kick down Champagne. Phil's door, kick down Phil's door and start teabagging him. I was watching a hockey game or something. Right. On God, though, I guarantee you I'll be holding your newborn kid one of these days whenever you have one. That's how close we'll be. For sure. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll be at the wedding. You'll be at the wedding. You'll you'll be holding the kid. Can oh, I be man. the guest book operator? You might even be in the wedding. Who knows? I, I can, oh, I can have my dad play the music, but you can you can like be the guy with the microphone. Hell, you can fucking marry me, dude. I don't care. Hey, it's 2021. <laughs> it's legal. Yeah. yeah. Do, the, do the little certificate and, and fucking marry me. Who, who knows who knows uh you know what just let's lift our let's lift our healthy let's, drinks let's, let's elope or whatever yeah we'll we'll get hitched you and i'll get hitched how's that it's 2021 we can do whatever we want <laughs> drinking my water next to my empty smoothie cup let's uh let's toast our drinks um fuck retail and here is to three years since our disney college program and us. Uh, a whole season since you've been on the show to us indeed let's take a good asmr sip here oh oh yeah there we go <laughs> that was refreshing and, thank you now yeah dude it was great now i'm hydrated i think this is a good time to call our quits for the episode and save for save the disney talk for the next episode I'm i on. agree when you we need to do it soon we need to do it soon fuck having you on the next season we're gonna have you on twice this season twice the, twice the bosh on the whatever podcast man hey if the people want me i'll keep coming back well the people want you the people want you for sure they wanted you last season and they got you and and now you're back um i'm gonna have phil in the cast soon uh so be looking out for that listen listen to phil and i do a little shooting the shit um but hey man thank you for coming on uh means a whole lot you take time out of your evening to come and do this this shitty little cast with me get to talking about retail and and a lot of the a lot of the crazy good and bad times we had down there in florida um but yeah you're right we'll have to save it for the next one um anything you want to say to the people before we before we call it quits so i was thinking myself the other day we all know who let the dogs out but really who let the dogs in is what i so i came up with this theory went down between um Oh man, I did a drunk presentation on it, uh, mm. and I completely forgot about it. But I came to the conclusion that it was the guy from Lilo and Stitch that always spilled his ice cream. You know, oh, yeah. like the big guy. Mm-hmm. So my theory is he's getting ice cream because he's a big guy. Oh, hold on, Siri wants to talk again. She so he's a listen. big guy. He's a big guy, you know, and he has to chase these dogs. So what do big guys do? They sweat and get warm. What cools them down? ice cream so the big oh my gosh siri going off again oh this is embarrassing so the big guy from lilo and stitch let the dogs in well uh (laughs) that's quite did you do like one of those drunk presentation things over zoom or something like that no i was in person with my roommate and one of my buddies i'll send you a link to the google slides you should i i did one over zoom i swear to god this will be a last thing i did one mm. over zoom and my la my presentation was why why this the c the hard c i'm not gonna say it on here uh why the hard c word is the best 
and most versatile cuss word. Um, and what I didn't realize is that people's parents were in the background watching these presentations through Zoom. <laughs> and, and like, they they came to drop their school. kids off for school. Yeah, they came to drop their kids off back at campus. And they're like, you're the kid who said the C word in my living room in front of my whole family. And I was like, ah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that, that's um, me. Well, um, I think I want to end this off in a, in a non-traditional way um, for at least the podcast, but a very traditional way for everything that you and I collaborate on. Um, I think, uh, Ethan, I think you know how to end this, man. You do it every time, and we're not going to quit. We're not going to quit doing it like this. Um, so go ahead and give, give the audience the spiel, even though this isn't on YouTube. Give the audience the, the spiel, if you, if you still know it, if you still know it. Oh yeah! More. First off, if this is the whatever podcast, if you guys like it, please subscribe to all platforms on Spotify. Is it just Spotify you're on? Oh, dude, it's on everything. It's literally on every every podcast platform imaginable. Yeah, so please, wherever your platform to listen on Spotify, Apple, whatever platform you listen to, please subscribe to this channel. But also, I need you guys to go on to Connor Williams Facebook uh, Facebook YouTube page. Sorry, let me rephrase this. <laughs> Connor Williams YouTube page and subscribe. Uh, please hit that like button on this recent video and click that subscribe button and click that bell notification so you're notified every time Connor <laughs> posts a vlog. Every time. <laughs> Connor Williams vlogs, baby. It's gonna come back some someday. I, I'm getting the itch. I haven't. I've been so busy with school. I'm getting the itch. I'm getting the itch. One day it's coming back. Thank you, Anthony, for needing the show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. Hope to see you guys in the next episode of the Whatever Podcast, where we will tackle um, what came first, uh, the cow or the milk in the bucket. All right. Talk to you guys later. Hey, 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 Connor. Connor. Oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? You can ask. Can I? Can I? Uh, can I ask? Uh, can we end this on a good note? You sure can. Hey Siri. Oh my God! It's just just one second here. We might need to edit this out for one second. My uh, computer's listening, and so I'm just gonna disconnect from my AirPods real quick. Hey Siri, call Connor Williams. Just to confirm, you'd like to call Connor Williams Vlogs, leave a like and subscribe, and turn on that bell notification so you're informed every time Connor posts a video.